0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Moses continues to instruct the children of Israel on what to expect when they enter the promised land. He sets before them a blessing and a curse. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 11 on Simply the Bible. Moses continues giving his last
0: words to the children of Israel on the east bank of the Jordan River. We pick it up in Deuteronomy 11.8. Therefore, you shall keep every commandment which I command you today that you may be strong and go in and possess the land which you cross over to possess, and that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swore to give your fathers to them and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. I have already lost count how many times Moses told the children of Israel to keep the Lord's commandments. Now, every parent knows that Children must hear instructions again and again before they begin to sink in. And even after that, they don't always pay attention. Moses indicates that their strength would be due in large part to their obedience. Obedience leads to strength. Disobedience leads to weakness. I know this is true in the physical realm. When I obey my exercise schedule and work out, then it leads to strength. When I don't follow my schedule or make excuses, it leads to weakness. The same is true spiritually. God gives us his word so that we may be spiritually strong and that we may possess all that God has for us. Obedience to the Lord's commandments also leads to a longer life. Why? Because sin is hard on the body and it shortens the lifespan. Sin also brings sorrow and bitterness. But righteousness brings a promised land of milk and honey. Verse 10. For the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. But the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water from the rain of heaven, a land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the very end of the year. The land of Egypt, where they came from, only received about an inch of rainfall per year. They had to dig trenches from the Nile to irrigate their farmland and pasture land. But God watered the land of Canaan with rains throughout the growing season. The Lord cared for this land because it was the land of promise. It was the place he chose where his people would live and his son would walk. It is truly the holy land and watched over continuously by God. Now, it isn't the most scenic land in the world. As far as the beauty of landscape, flora and fauna, there are more picturesque places. What makes Israel so special is that it is a sacred land where God has put his name and where Christ will reign on the throne of David for a thousand years. Anyone who messes with this land is messing with God. Verse 13, And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today to love the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will give you the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain your new wine and your oil, And I will send grass in your fields for your livestock, that you may eat and be filled. Rain speaks of blessing. From rain comes crops, wheat, barley, grapes, fruit orchards, and olive orchards. From rain comes rich pasture lands that nourish flocks and herds. This would make them rich and well satisfied, so that they would lack no good thing. Now, most of us would enjoy such blessings of fields and flocks and herds, but how would they come? Not by working seven days a week, not by greedy genetic manipulation, not by herbicides and pesticides, but by loving the Lord and serving Him with all their heart and soul. As Jesus would later say, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. I know this is true. I've seen it happen in my life. We moved here 24 years ago from Sacramento, California to start a church. And there were some lean times when we were starting out. I would just give God thanks every time I paid the rent check for another month. And I, I would think, wow, we made it one more month. But I'm thankful for those lessons of poverty that taught me to trust in the Lord. And just the other day, I was looking around at the facility God has given us and thinking about the church he's given us and our family that's grown. And I was just praising God for giving to us the desires of our heart and blessing us as we came to love the Lord and seek his kingdom. He has been very gracious to us and more than supplied for our needs. Verse 16, Take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them, lest the Lord's anger be aroused against you, and he shut up the heavens so that there be no rain, and the land yield no produce, and you perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you. According to the prophet Jeremiah, the human heart is deceitful above all things. Therefore, it makes the perfect breeding ground for lying idols. If one follows the inclinations of his own heart, then it won't be long until he will be worshiping something other than God, an idol or master passion or even a hobby that usurps the place of God. If the children of Israel did this, then they would arouse the Lord's anger and he would shut up the skies so that there would be no rain. Without rain... They would soon perish from the land. Verse 18. Therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Now we understand the principle of laying up. I'm 58 years old and I'm considering laying up for my retirement. But the more important retirement isn't what happens after I can't work anymore, But what happens after I can't live anymore? What does my long-term retirement plan look like? Have I laid up treasures for heaven? Moses spoke to the children of Israel about laying up the words of God in their hearts. And later the psalmist would say, your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. If we lay up the word of God in our hearts, then we are making a solid investment in our future. It will bless us in this life and in the life to come. They took this commandment literally by binding the phylacteries, miniature boxes containing scripture, upon their foreheads and on their hands. Verse 19, You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. If the word was good enough to invest in themselves, then it was certainly good to invest in their children and grandchildren. This is a part of training up a child in the way of the Lord, so that when he grows older, he won't depart from it. The word was to be part of the normal routine of life and it was to enter their conversations daily. They were to write it on their doorposts and gates so that it would constantly be visible and on the minds of the people. Then the days of their children would be multiplied in the promised land and they would have a good life. I believe it's good for us to have Scripture around our home, on our walls and refrigerator and in our picture frames so that it is ever before us and we can talk about it often. I like playing praise music throughout the house so that we can hear the word. I believe that one of the most important things parents can do is to spend time with one another and their children, reading the word, discussing it, and praying together. Verse 22. For if you carefully keep all these commandments, which I command you to do, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to hold fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all these nations from before you and you will dispossess greater and mightier nations than yourselves. If we will be faithful to carefully keep God's commandments, then God will drive out the enemy from before us. How many of us have experienced the enemy wreaking havoc in our homes or families, stirring the pot, Pitting people against one another. But if we will be faithful to do what God is calling us to do, independently of what anyone else does or doesn't do, then God will drive out Satan from our midst, and our homes will be places of comfort rather than conflict. We'll enjoy an atmosphere of tranquility rather than tension. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours, from the wilderness and Lebanon. From the river, the river Euphrates, even to the Western Sea, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put the dread of you and the fear of you upon all the land where you tread, just as he has said to you. God was giving them the land from the river Euphrates in modern Iraq to the Mediterranean Sea, and from Lebanon in the north all the way south to the desert that they had come through they never occupied more than about 10% of what God had given them. And why not? Because they didn't put their foot on it in faith. Likewise, I think there's so much more that God would give to us if we would step out in faith, if we would lay hold of his promises, get out of the comfort zone, and begin to claim new territory for his kingdom. Verse 26. Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way which I command you today to go after other gods which you have not known. So the blessing would come if they were faithful to keep God's commandments and love Him. But what about the curse? Was it that? God was going to put a curse on them if they didn't do just what he said? Look, if we went out camping and I told you don't drink from that water over there, it's polluted and you paid no attention to me and you drank it and you got Giardia or some other disease, could you blame me? It wasn't that I was putting the curse on you. I was warning you about what would happen if you disregarded what I told you in the same way. God warns us of the natural consequences that will occur if we ignore what he says. Now it shall be, when the Lord your God has brought you into the land which you go to possess, that you shall put the blessing on Mount Gerizim and the curse on Mount Ebal. Are they not on the other side of the Jordan toward the setting sun in the land of the Canaanites who dwell in the plain opposite Gilgal, beside the terebinth tree of Moreh? For you will cross over the Jordan and go in to possess the land which the Lord your God has given you, and you will possess it and dwell in it. And you shall be careful to observe all the statutes and judgments which I set before you today. So when Joshua would lead them over the Jordan River, then some of them would go to Mount Gerizim and pronounce the blessings, and others would go over to Mount Ebal and pronounce the curses. God set before them both blessings and curses. Even so, He set before us blessings and curses.
1: But the choice is up to us. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through to bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see where Moses instructs the people regarding their appointed place for worship. The way they worshiped was to be completely different from any other nation. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.